This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. The importance of arts programs. So we talked uh, previously in our episode about the like financial gains that small towns and other places outside of the major cities, but the major cities too, gain from having arts programs there, whether it be dance, theater, music. We talked about that, but it's something that we kind of lightly mentioned and we definitely talked about it off air that we thought was really important enough that we should have an episode about it. And that is like, the gains to the people themselves mm-hmm. like through the years from having arts programs mm-hmm. um and we're not even talking actually i would say we're more specifically talking about people that don't stay in the arts that aren't that would not call themselves artists you know i'm talking about the ones that say oh i went to ballet you know until i was 10 and then i stopped yeah and i think that that's something that i feel like a lot of people don't realize how important these youth and community programs can be for someone who doesn't stay right of course they're great for the people who decide to pursue it either into high school or into college and beyond um but even the ones that don't pursue it into high school right because once you get to high school it becomes like a whole different ballpark because then you're like this is what I'm doing with my high school career Mm -hmm. um but why these community and youth programs can be so beneficial to kids um specifically kids um for reasons that have nothing to actually do with theater or dance. Um, And I think sometimes we don't talk about that enough and those things get overshadowed. Um, And there's so much talk about like, oh, why sports or sports programs are so important for kids and, you know, the teamwork and the collaboration and all these skills. And absolutely, I'm not taking away from that. They're absolutely important. I see, I see it a thousand percent, but Mm -hmm the theater arts can also give those same skills. And especially for, I think that it's these programs in the theater arts um, and performance arts can sometimes to have a wider um, like casting net for these kids who maybe don't feel as inclined because even, you know, even like elementary school basketball, like that still can get intense, right? Or like traveling soccer, right? Or whatever. So to be in a program that there's many different avenues in which you can participate um, can really help shape these young people's lives. And I'm looking for, I found several like quotes because there's there, first of all, what we're talking about, there is tons of research on, mm-hmm. like tons of like scientific background research on. Um, and I'm I like, I will be pulling a couple of quotes from several different ones that I found. Uh, one of them that I love that I found, this one is by Eric Cooper, president and founder of the National Urban Alliance of Effective Education. Um, He says, arts education enables children from financially challenged backgrounds to have a more level playing field with children who have had those enriching experiences. And I can say that as one of the kids, too, that like we and we talked about this numerous times before exposure to the arts just opens up your mind to a variety of, of, of things and experiences that you might not normally encounter in your day to day normal life. Um. 
Oh, and here's another great one. Oh my God, I'm not going to say his name because I would butcher it. But the quote is, um, art does not solve problems, but it makes us aware of their existence. Absolutely. And like that, that's one of those things that like, I, what I really love to push about the arts is that like anyone can be an artist and there will be art that you even disagree with. Mm-hmm. But I think in the ability to allow space for even art you disagree with, that is where we learn to accept people and their differences or just learn about their differences. You know, because we've talked about uh, pole dancing on an episode and like I, as an athlete, as, as someone that uses their body for movement, I 100% agree that pole dancing is an art. Those are athletes. Mm-hmm. To, to lift your body and do that, those are athletes. Those are artists at work. You know, those are not weak people. You got to be strong to do something like that. And then you have other people that would not call that art at all. You know, but I love that, like, someone that teaches pole dancing and someone that teaches dance to kids, you're both dance teachers. Yeah. You're both dance teachers. You both have that connection that's there. It's this, exactly. It's this idea of like, so some of the easy kind of like things that I feel like everyone or most people could agree with was when, you know, you're a kid and you're exposed to the arts and you're in these types of programs, it's a lot of collaboration, Mm -hmm. right? You have to know how to collaborate with people and with the adults teamwork you have to work with your team to get the scene done to get the dance done to get the to get the show done it's problem solving okay so in this scene we're doing this how do we you know how are we going to make sure that so-and-so can get backstage at the right time and and even if you're not the one problem solving as the child you're around those conversations and you notice and you are um exposed to those types of healthier problem solve hopefully healthier problem solving conversations about how do we make this work and then like you said tony especially with the material right you mm-hmm. are helping to to let kids and teenagers have exposure and have conversations that may not happen elsewhere right so it could either be conversations within the studio or the rehearsal room between you know, between kids or between an adult and a kid, or it could be the material of the show that they're working on or the piece. And it's being able to, we have to understand what that character is feeling and what they're going to. And working in the arts, having those also like something huge that I don't think we talk enough about, especially with the character work is you are able to recognize and learn so much empathy when you work in the arts, especially if you're working with certain character pieces. Emotional, social, um, emotional learning. The social emotional fine. learning is huge. Even your like fun little shows, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. I did a youth theater production of Honk Jr. Honk yeah. Jr. still has deals with like really big feelings and really big moments of not fitting in. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And feeling abandoned and being on your own. And how do you find your own way, right? And so you're doing it in a kid-friendly way and you're teaching them these social emotional skills and empathy. And that is something that is so beyond important that it has nothing to do with theater, right? They're learning no it. That's the vessel in which they are learning it through and they are able to practice and cultivate these skills through. Those are life skills you need for your entire life, interpersonal and professional. And I do think that the arts is where those skills are taught in a way especially for kids that can be so kid friendly and kids get to explore those feelings and sit in them that I think sometimes we don't, 
not you and I, we, but I think that sometimes communities, right, don't recognize, right? Communities will be like, oh, oh well, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't want my kid to be a theater kid. So like, I'm never going to put them in it. But there are these insanely valuable skills that, like we said, maybe even just doing stuff from eight to 12 years old, you're going to learn so much. Um, and so bring those skills with you as you continue on. So I've got one more quote from this report that I'm reading that I love this one. Uh, it's not, it's actually not, well, it's, I'm quoting the report, but it's no one uh, specifically quoting this one, but it says, involvement in the arts associate, uh, involvement in the arts is associated with gains in math, reading, cognitive abilities, critical thinking, and verbal skills. Arts learning can also improve motivation, concentration, confidence, and teamwork. Mm-hmm. Those are also, if you just take those two sentences, those are also the key things that corporate giants are looking in in new hires. Yeah. And they'll be, you'll notice like, like if you go look for these big corporate jobs, a lot of them would rather pick someone who has a creative background because they're like, oh, they know how to communicate and collaborate and work as a team. Oh, they know how to be creative and, and problem solvers and think outside of the box, right? They understand, they know how to talk to other people mm-hmm. again. And it's not, we're not saying you have to do this forever, but I do think like, yeah. listen, I know my, when I was in college, my parents moved to a relatively small town in Colorado and they do have like one youth theater there. And yes, like the high school does the high school musical and they try to make it a good program. It was like, at least when my, my siblings, cause my siblings did high school in Colorado, it was like a pretty good program, the high school program, but all in all, it's like a pretty small mountain town where like the emphasis is on sports, right? When you're a kid and you're a teenager and it's like, those these programs and those types of communities there's a ton of them in new york city there's Mm -hmm. a ton a ton a ton but it's the smaller towns where like you also need to give kids options right like kids options and outlets to even start to explore and express themselves and it's one of those things of like uh, and i was looking for this particular report where i read this but i could not find it but i'm sure the research out there most valedictorians and salutatorians are associated with the arts in some way, shape, or form. And not to say that athletes don't have that same success, but a lot of athletes do do the arts in some way, shape, or form or have a connection to the arts in shape or form yeah. too. Yeah. And it's one of those things of like, it, it's like what you said, the developmental skills that you learn there correlate into other parts of your life. You're not, I am comfortable speaking in front of people because I've been training as an actor for most of my life. So the idea of standing in front of people and talking, I, I can do it without feeling all those natural anxieties. Or if I feel them, I know how to deal with them because mm-hmm. I've had to speak in front of people. And that is no different than pitch meetings in, in, in Fortune 500 companies or being able to uh, explain to your bosses how things are going. Like those innate communi- communication skills go an exceedingly long way. Or uh, understanding of your body. Like, it's one of those things that I can't tell you how many times I I know former dancers that'll be like, oh, my doctor loves me because I can go in and tell them exactly what's wrong with my body. Mm -hmm. Because, Or I know immediately you go to the doctor because something feels off and I know my body. And that comes from, like me and Daniel say all the time, when you're staring at yourself in a mirror all day, there's very little somebody else can tell you about your body that you have not stared at for several hours Mm -hmm. that day. So... 
I can know my body feels off. This is not a normal off. This is a new off. I need to go see a doctor. Like though, just those small kind of self-care things make a huge difference to, to your town, to the people that you're with. Um, it, it's why I would say why there are nationally recognized arts programs. There are national ballet programs around the world, not just the United States, national arts councils, national theaters. Like they're all, it's why governments around the world have recognized the importance of arts because they've seen the results on their communities and their societies when it's always there. Yeah. And again, it's not to say like, oh, you should put your kid in this and they need to do it forever to be able to cultivate these skills and succeed in life. No, but I do think that um, if you have kids and they're younger, asking them if they'd be interested in music or art or vocals or dance, you know, is, um, or acting um, is great. Or even like if they're pretty young and you just want them to try something there are programs out there for five to six year old I do what I used to teach one of those programs where like it was really like we the goal was to put on like basically like one song and one scene and get them to memorize Mm -hmm. the stuff which is also a huge skill in itself being able to memorize and remember (laughs) and hold that information right but also like it was like okay we know they're five and six so we know a lot of the classes is going to be about basic like how do you how do we teach you how to move and a lot of it was okay you're going to work together what does that mean what does that look like how can we work together right how can we make this thing as a team um, I would always suggest putting kids in those, in those types of programs. I think that, um, think- if you're like, I'm not sure. I don't have a back. I don't have it like a, you know, like, oh, I don't know. I didn't do this as a kid. I don't do theater. I mean, obviously you have to find the right program for you, but those younger kids classes, um, it's, a, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for these young kids to start to learn, like how to communicate, like we said, how to communicate, how to make friends, right? Like how to how to speak publicly. Like how it's to a great way to channel what I always tell parents that are like, I don't know about my kid in particular, and I'll jump a little ahead. I'll say like our, our middle schoolers or our high schoolers, if you feel as if there is a skill that your child is lacking, and this is diving deeper into parenting, and again, I have no one's children, but if you feel like I would like my child to be better at X, Y, or Z, I would tell you to do your research into an arts program because you will probably find what you're looking for there. And if your child connects with it, that might be your gateway in. Absolutely. Because, and, I, and I say that because I have seen so many kids that are terribly shy build or create astronomical sets. Like I had one kid, he was like, all I want to do is draw. I don't want to talk to people. I want to be left alone to draw. We gave him to the art teacher. He flourished. But their parent was like, I would still love for them to be involved in the show. And I was like, oh, did you not realize this massive backdrop behind us was painted and created by the art kids? That's how they contribute to the show. They design our backdrop every year. Mm -hmm. And the mom was like, what? And then the art teacher goes, oh, that massive mural, they decided it and they painted it. And so like, and the the mom being like, oh, I didn't realize he sees in 3D or this is how he sees the world and all. Like, I've seen that so many times, like 
write an entire dissertation on it. But I've also seen kids that like feel like outcast, but I say artists, we typically are outcast. It mm-hmm. happens. But like they feel like outcasts and then they get with those same group of kids that like are not the first ones to talk or, you know, it's their group of friends. And I've had one parent be like, them and their friends, I don't know if they're having any fun. They're all quiet. They're not really saying much. Yeah, but watch their faces. They're all glowing. They're all smiling. And all they're doing is taking breaking classes together, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they're not that good. No, but it's a, this program's free or like, that's not what it, and, and program, I, but they're having a great time. And I think that's a big thing I want to, I want to hit on and talk about. Oh, but they're not that good. They don't have to be that good. I think so many times with these art programs, we kind of go toward the whitewashed, wealthy, you must be talented and then you must mm-hmm. become a professional actor and you must become a professional singer and be on Broadway and be in a TV show. Like there are absolutely programs out there if that is the avenue that you or your child wants to pursue. But there absolutely. are so many amazing community programs where it is not about who is the best. It is about the skill building and the confidence and letting these kids come into their own and figure out what they like and don't like and use their voice. And that's why we wanted to, after last week's episode about why we talked about why, you know, um, these types of theaters and arts councils are so important. These types of community programs are so important. The big programs are important too, but these programs are so important and they are really a gateway to a, a wonderful opportunity for children to just thrive in life after the arts. I think of um, like the former student I had, um, his name is Joey. He was a high school junior or senior at the time. And we were at like a intense arts program where people there had been on Broadway, were going to Broadway in film and television, stupidly expensive camp to go there. Um, and uh, we were the usual, we're all, it was like hangout time. And I was asking, I was like, oh, where are you auditioning guys? Like, where are you all going? You know, and you got the usual rounds of I'm auditioning for, you know, all the big ones, this, this, this. And it got to Joey and Joey was like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, you're at an art camp being an actor. You're like a lead in one of the plays. What do you, what do you mean you're not doing that? He was like, I know that I love theater, but I don't want to do it for a living. I like, I, my dad is grooming me to take over their business, which is like a Fortune 500 business, I'm certain, um, just knowing this camp. Um, but he was like, I, he was like, I don't know how I will be connected to the arts, but he was like, my mom's on a lot of boards of theaters. You know, my parents were patrons of, the, of different theaters and things like that. But he was like, I will always love it. And he was like, I I would not be nearly as confident as I was now if I hadn't done theater. But I just know I'm done with theater after I leave high school, you know, or performing after I leave high school. And he was so sure and confident of himself that I was like, oh, that's the right choice for you. Like, I just, he convinced me within those two or three sentences that he was just so sure of himself because of all the theater you know and he was leaving right. material it's it's, it's that it. moment that's important right it's not yes. so, well he went to a fancy performing arts camp and he did it till he was 17 so now are you telling me my kid has to do that no this no. is just an example of the point is he was so sure of what he wanted and so confident in himself and was able to articulate it those are skills that were learned through theater and the arts. And one of the the big ones that I think we don't 
we as adults don't realize that is very complicated for children and adolescents is the ability to make choices. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm going through this because I'm dealing with my niece at home, driving my family crazy because she's four. And so she's getting to the point where we need her to make decisions because she's getting older, but she doesn't know how. And it's something that I'm like, oh, this is the same thing, the same conversations that like we were having with my niece. I've had with my high school students as they're about to graduate, my college students as they're about to graduate, the ability to make decisions as to what you're going to do next or what you're doing right now. We as artists are kind of forced to learn how to do that early. Mm-hmm. Because I will say this, anyone that went to college in an arts program, you had to decide what you were going to do before you got to college. Yeah. Because like, unlike everyone else at a collegiate level, you can get to college and decide what you want to do. You can literally take the first year or sometimes two years or year and a half just doing academics and then decide what you really like and then go into whatever your major is. Artists do not have that luxury. Yeah. We have to audition to get into the program. And typically, if you don't do it your freshman year, you're not going to get into the program because it's too late for the classes that you're required to do. So we are forced into learning to make decisions for ourselves quite quickly, like very, very early on, I'm going to school for dance, I'm going to school for music, or I'm going for classic piano, or I'm going over here, or I'm like, we just have to learn that very early. And that is a skill that like, we as adults take for granted that a lot of children don't make decisions for themselves. But I can't tell you how many times in in dance class or theater classes, like, you, you didn't make a choice. I know. Well, I can tell it because your acting's bad. So make a choice and let's go with it. You know, it's it's the, just those little minute things that like shape people into who they are and what they do and what they love. And I just, I don't, I, I would caution anyone taking that for granted because those, I don't know if there's anywhere else or any other avenue that cultivates people the way the arts does. Yeah. There is certainly some camaraderie that can be found with an athlete within sports. And I totally get that. But the ability to communicate and to feel emotions for other people's and other people's stories, especially stories that are foreign to us. Mm -hmm. That is where I think the arts wins out because I've heard this time and time again, and I'm a firm believer. Music is universal. Yeah. Music is universal. As I see, constantly artists from around the world become popular here in America. It just makes my heart happy because I'm literally like a good song is, a, and me and Daniel know this, we're choreographers. A good song is a good song, whether I understand the language or not, I can always yeah. Google what the lyrics mean. But like Absolutely. a good song is a good song. And that's what it is, right? Like we're not trying to take away from anything else, but just bringing the awareness to, and once again, you don't need to live in New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago no. or a big city to be like, to have a youth or community program they will exist somewhere close to where you are. Even the small towns will have one or there'll be one at the next town over. And you, no matter what program you go to, no matter how long you choose to stay within this type of, you know, arts and and performance type quote unquote industry, these skills will be so valuable. And um, I really do think that it's a great thing to expose younger kids to. And listen, if you expose a kid to it at five and they do it for three years and at eight, they're like, nah, I'm done. I want to go do soccer. Great. But they will have skills they learned that will translate and continue on. 
Absolutely. And I, yeah, I, if it's one of those things or if you're one of those people and I have met them, um, I, uh, I worked with a group of students that were, um, a program I'm really proud of It's called cross through cross crosswalk ministries and they are a faith-based organization, but they are also an arts-based organization. And we work with young kids on parole, like they do their community service with us. And while yes, there are several faith-based things that I can diverge into, the arts ones are what I think made this program so particular that the county that we were in, they would literally list us as people's community service before they even knew about our program. Because we would help young kids, teenagers, focus and deal with their emotions better than some of the other programs. Mm -hmm. And in particular, there was one kid, he was so full of anger. He was adopted and there was a lot of, the dad loved him, but the dad was a type A numbers person. So he did not understand that this particular, that his son did not see the world in numbers. And so to that, I need A's and B's because those are the numbers that matter. But this particular kid, he was a C student. Like school, he did enough to pass, but he was never excelling. And he had anger issues that he did not know how to first deal with. All we did was give him pen and paper to draw. And we made him do scene work about angry kids. The one scene, he's the bully. One scene, he's the kid being bullied. Another, you know, in those moments where we would have conversations about the bullying scenes, he literally being like, is this is what, he literally I remember him asking, is this what it's like when I get angry and I just start yelling or I lose control of myself? Yes, it is. You start doing things that you don't understand or you're not fully aware of. Oh, that isn't good. Maybe I should talk with someone about that. And like dad struggled with that at first, but when, when we did our final presentation, a cop like first time didn't go anywhere. Second time, the dad was just realizing like I, the difference was when the student I don't want to say his name um, when the student realized that he wanted to go to college, he started improving his grades because we told him about arts programs in college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dad came to us; his behavior's already been better, and his grades have been improving. What did you do differently? And all we said to him was nothing we just literally kept doing art mm-hmm. like we uh, we know that he loved to draw so we always gave him something to draw or to create and it was a way for him to connect and express himself where he probably couldn't figure out how to do it otherwise right like that's a huge part of why you know there's all these studies about why arts and schools are so important because especially with younger kids. And then it's like that gap of like the really younger kids and then the teenagers, when they don't understand, how am I supposed to express this? How am I supposed to tell you how I feel? I don't know how to put words to it. They can use, you know, scenes and music and movement to express and get it out of their body and start to understand what's going on and how can I communicate and how can I connect with this? It's one of those things of like, I think as a society, gonna go a little TED talky for you, but like as a society, we don't always give, we forget that like the right words are something we have to learn. Mm-hmm. And so, and me, trust me, being in schools, me and Danielle see this all the time, mm-hmm. mostly with our colleagues, other adults, 
they don't have the right words to say what they need to say. Like they literally do not have the physical vocabulary. And I think the arts create, creates a, a bridge there when someone doesn't have the vocabulary to say something basic. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the best example I loved, I love giving college kids uh, romantic scenes. And I got, anytime people ask me, it's like, why? I said, because if you can learn in your early, your late teens and your early twenties, I am not in love with you because of, or this mm-hmm. behavior makes me not want to be around you because mm-hmm. like just learning that stops so many abusive relationships, both physical and mental, simply because someone in some scene has, fe- someone has felt how you felt before they wrote it down. It's in a script. And you did it, you know, I, oh my God, like we can even go as basic as something as like Romeo and Juliet, where it's literally like their love was so crazy that the world, you know, it ended terribly because they were blinded by love and all these other factors that, that they didn't consider. I, I love that when it's like, I'm going to run off and date my, marry my boyfriend, read Romeo and Juliet and tell me three things that both of them ignored happening in their world while they were so focused on love. Yeah. That it, usually stops yeah. It really, it really is true because getting them to read it and say the words just in practice in a rehearsal, if you're ever in that experience in your real life, like you just said, it's not part of your vocabulary. Or, um, oh my God, what is the name? It's not rabbit hole or the, the one where it's like, oh my God, I can't remember, but it's like the parent, essentially it's like the two parents are divided on what they should do with the kid. I like there, there are just numerous scene work and scene studies. Like I can art, art imitates life. Mm-hmm. And so whenever people are feeling alone or they're feeling like I don't have the right words, I always say dive into theater in particular, because maybe someone else's words are your words and you don't realize it. Yes. Or if words are not enough, sing is why we break out the songs and musicals or sometimes dance because the body knows what the body needs even yep. if the mouth doesn't so yeah. like there's just there's just a whole element of understanding yourself that comes from these arts programs that i just could not i would not trade the world a world without arts for anything just yeah. for the communication and understanding of people i agree um yeah look into them mm-hmm. um and we're not done with this kind of this topic of these types of programs and, and how to access them either. I mean, we've got more episodes going, um, coming. That was in English. Um, next week, we're going to talk more to about like just community programs in general and community theater and why it's important. But I mean, this is some big stuff that we don't talk about. And I, we, you know, Tony and I realized nobody's talking about this. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about the, the non-New York and the non-LA and the non-Londons, like these programs and how they're so beneficial. And it's so crazy because these small town programs are what feed these big cities. Yeah. I can open up any program I have from New York City Ballet or from any Broadway show and the countless people thanking their old studio owners That's or their okay. high school drama teachers from tiny, tiny little town, Oklahoma or South Carolina. Like we, those, the small town arts programs are what gives you a Netflix or what gives you Amazon or a Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like those small towns are what create that. Yeah. I mean, just want to shine light on it. Cause I think they're too important. Not Absolutely. To. Um, with that being said, 
that brings us to our tip of the week. Um, this section is all about where we just kind of share a tip to hopefully keep you going and give you some advice for your week or to finish your week or to keep your week going for those that work over the weekend, those weekend warriors. Um, for me, I think, <laughs> I think sometimes it's important to stop and look how far you've come. Mm -hmm. um, I am working on a project right now with someone that I was an intern with. And we were interns 10, oh my God, almost like 10 years ago. <laughs> and I am only in my early 30s. <laughs> so like we were interns forever ago, but we just like we were, I had a meeting with them earlier today where we were just laughing and talking about the lessons we learned, the people we were then, um, I had a I had a friend I was hanging out with the other day where he was like, um, I'm not the same person I was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And I was like, and I always say this to anyone, you will be minimum of five different people between the age of 20 to 25. Yeah. Um, and he he's literally like, I think he's 23, 24. Um, and so literally he was, I'm just not, and granted, especially if you're, if you're in that age bracket right now, with the whole global pandemic happening, you're, no one's the same. So you're definitely not the same. Um, but it's just like, sometimes you really do just kind of have to look back and see how dumb we all were. It's okay. Everyone was that dumb or just like the choices you were willing to make a year ago, you're not willing to make now or 10 years ago or three years ago, or I think it's wonderful sometimes just to take stock and Look at the wins, look at the losses, look at how some of those losses were actually wins in the long run. You just couldn't see it at the time or how some of those wins are in fact losses, but you didn't quite realize it. I just, I would encourage everyone to just not long, but take time to look back and just see how far you come. You might surprise yourself. Um, I have to say, do it with friends or family because you'll be surprised just like how people thought they were feeling at the time and how they're feeling now when they look at certain situations. It can be a pleasant, a pleasant, like pleasant, uplifting surprise is what I would say. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's huge. Like sometimes we're so, we, you know, we're so eager to get to the next goal and the next project and the next job, but it's like, okay, stop and pause and like, look how much you've already done. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, my biggest thing um, going back this school year was <laughs> trying to rest, um, trying to find rest. And I've now made a very conscious and clear um, statement that I will not work on the weekends unless it's literally absolutely necessary and it's of my own doing. Yes. Uh, rest is really important. Um, rest your body, rest your mind. Um, just take some time to do what, what feels good for you and move your body. Don't move your body because that will help you kind of go into your next week or your next, whatever your work week entails ready to, ready to go. So mm -hmm. yeah. I thoroughly agree. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are Point PYT on all platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes. See you next week on Point Your Toes.